Welcome in to another edition of the Technic Keg Podcast, episode, episode 495. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. Charlie are with you. We're going to talk about Giannis's rivals, which ones are his best. We're going to rank them. Uh, we'll come up with the nominees. We'll come up with some of the qualifications here, and then we'll give our top three. We're going to also talk about how the Packers get back to Super Bowl. What is that Packers get back to Super Bowl if fill in that blank? And then we'll talk about the deadline because we are not going to be able to tape after the deadline. I will have a podcast on Friday myself. Uh, maybe I'll try to get Mitch's thoughts um, since we'll be together. But it'll be basically me holding a phone up to his face and then cutting the audio in. We'll figure it out. We'll get creative. Uh, but waste no more time. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Not. I'm doing just fantastic. Uh, getting ready for this trade deadline, and um, we've had one uh, one one decent domino fall here on yeah. Wednesday night. So yeah, yeah Russell uh, Westbrook uh, traded and was told get out, and kind of made some sense about what, the way Russell was playing last night against the Thunder. And now it seems like maybe the Clippers will trade him back, so it might he might not even need to go to Utah. Um, which is incredible because um, he hates the city of you or Salt Lake. He's had some had some significant right. issues with the uh, the fine folks of Salt Lake City. Right, true. And then you had the Kyrie on Sunday. So yes, um, yeah. You know, it's uh, I I think that it's going to be a overall pretty quiet deadline just because I feel like there's a lot of parity and there is a lot of uh, a lot of teams looking for the same things. So yep. I don't know. Um, yeah, and do you and, really, do you really want to give up three fucking first round picks for OG? And right, Anobi? I don't right. think so. Now the Go Bear markets thought thought made things a lot crazier, and we'll talk more about this later in the later in the podcast. But I will say, I will point out that this has happened to us before. This is before we were we knew what we were doing. We did it once a week. We did it a lot around. Hey, were you if you we were doing it in the uh, at that time WSSB Studios RIP. Um, and it was usually like you had a Bucks game, you were working. So I'd come in and we'd do the podcast. And we did this twice right before the deadline. And Tobias Harris got traded and Michael Carter Williams got traded. So, or a trade to the Bucks, Tobias Harris got traded out from the Bucks. So this, we have done this before. It has backfired. That's why we're putting the deadline stuff at the end of the show. Um, so, Kate, like this, this other stuff, the honest stuff and, Bucks talk that you'll hear beforehand as well as the Packer stuff. We'll we'll be with you if you you aren't able to hear us until Friday or Saturday and the deadline has already passed and you can kind of just skip through skip the end of it. That's how it, it's a little little how the sausage is made. You know, sometimes you gotta let people know, you know, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It should be common sense, but you know, yeah, I guess. yeah, you never know though. You never know. You gotta explain. Explain to the people, and we're going to be on the floor at UWM. You know, our our best Ari Gold might tell a Horizon League graph. I can shoot a three if I want, um, but we'll see. Yeah, that should be a should be a good one. Um, yeah. Have not been to a Horizon League basketball game probably since I graduated. I, um, and this might be my even first. then, I, I I worked on the uh, event staff, so I was uh, you know on the floor, and you know they're fine. I mean. Horizon League is the wasteland of Division One basketball, but um, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just, there's just no other way to put it. Yeah, there's so, not, there's not much to get excited about uh, with the Horizon League. Uh, you know, they, they have very competitive 
uh, conference play right now with uh, Milwaukee involved, Northern Kentucky, I think Wright State's in the mix. Youngstown State right now is the quote-unquote automatic qualifier. So they have also – they have a very competitive, but they also have two of the worst teams in college basketball, Green Bay and IUPUI. Now, uh, they Milwaukee just lost to Green Bay, which is bad – Bad vibes setting the tone and, for, for this. And they kind of and they kind of struggled with IUPUI, didn't they? Last week, they did. I mean, the game was at eleven. It must have been like a kids' day or something. You know what? They yeah, it was. To. It was. And yep. so they like kind of play with that. That sometimes a body clock thing. Who knows? But yeah, it was. Uh, it didn't go. Didn't go well for them. We'll have to see. We'll uh, certainly we'll recap it on the on the daily tap. But we go to Giannis and Giannis and LeBron. Uh, I first was thinking about it and thought about, well, it's, you know, really is the rivalry that never was because we have never got to really see Giannis and LeBron lock up in a playoff series. I think all of us have dreamt of it. All of us thought about, thought about the possibility, you know, as this torch passing. And so we, we just never really got it. And similar to LeBron and Kobe, we never really got the LeBron Kobe rivalry that we, that we wanted. So then I started thinking about, all right, what what are the rivals? What are Giannis's true rivals? If you really thought about it, and I came up with some rules, and I'll run those rules by you. I have okay. the rules are they have to be the best player on the team, or it's a guy who Giannis goes up against on a regular basis. Like Giannis might guard him, he might guard Giannis. Those are those are the two rules I have. Okay, and I yeah, have I mean, that's that's that's. You know, that's fair. I mean, it, you know, it can't be like, I don't know. I mean, like Jalen Brown, for example, probably wouldn't be no. in the in, amongst the nominees because right. he right. doesn't really guard him and uh, not their best player, not necessarily their best player, but a very good player. So here's my one question, and we can do this like a bracket style quick. Could it, okay, real quick, could it yeah. be, could it be like as Mo Wagner, uh, I mean, uh, you have eligible. to, you have to at least put Mo Wagner in the conversation, don't you? Um, right. That that is true. I mean, Mo Wagner or Ennis Cantor. Cantor. Yeah, Ennis Cantor, Bruno Caballo, or wasn't Bruno Caballo who had some Caboclo. issues with Giannis? Caboclo, thank you. Who had some issues with Giannis? Like maybe Giannis is the other guys, the smaller guys, the the no namers. You know, put put them all together. Maybe I guess. Those two of those, Bruno and Ennis, are probably disqualified because they're not in the NBA. So right, yeah, they're out. Probably, uh, probably doesn't count. Um, the other one, the other question I was gonna have from a qualif- qualifying perspective is, do we loop loop in any duos like Anthony Davis and Giannis? I think have a rivalry, but also LeBron and Giannis have a little bit of a rivalry. Same with James Harden and Joel Embiid. Like it you're bending the rules a little bit, but you, you know, the Giannis rivalry arc, you have to at least acknowledge the Harden and the Davis part of it. We'll see that. The, that's what I was going to say is the tough thing about picking, you know, rivals with Giannis is I'm biased, but he doesn't really have any peers. I no. mean, he's, he's, uh, I mean, the, the guys that, you know, the obvious picks that we, I'm sure we will get into are like Jokic and Embiid. Okay. Yeah. Either one of them has a title. Um, Tatum doesn't have a title, right? So like who, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, who are your top? It's like Durant and LeBron are basically right. You know, the the two other top 10 players that are, that have titles. 
yeah, so maybe it's partly a ranking, but it's also partly of what what does the next five to ten years look like? Is it will there be a clear cut rival or because basketball and the NBA is parodied out so much that they're really it'll not be consistent. Like one year you could say, all right, there's a rivalry because of a, a seven game playoff series with Embiid, but it's not kind of re- long term. Like it's uh it's like the next year, you know, they miss the playoffs because Embiid has a knee injury. And then next year they haven't played against the other. Like it's crazy to me that Embiid hasn't even made the conference finals, number one. And number two, the Bucks and Sixers have not played in a playoff series since nope. the since the Giannis and Bead, since their their rise as top players in the NBA. Yeah, I don't think they've. I don't know. If, well, they have. Two thousand one, they played. Yeah, that was. Um, I think that was the last. Might have been it. That might have been the last time. I mean, they would have played against each other if that Kawhi shot doesn't go down. And yeah. and I mean that's like you talk. You talk about what ifs. I mean the Kyrie. The I kind of forgot how close that game three was against the Nets and the Bucks. Like if the Nets win that game, Bucks blew a huge lead in that game. The Bucks are down 3-0. They likely lose the series. And the Nets probably maybe win the championship. I think the Phoenix team was better than them, but it would have been close. And then who knows? Like, is any of this happen? The, the, the dominoes that followed after that, do they have, do they even happen? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the way, I mean, you can, there's a ton of what ifs oh, uh, totally. throughout history of sports, but you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, well, I guess well, I don't right. think about that. Like the, the 2019 game seven, Toronto and Philly. I mean, yeah, if that shot doesn't roll around the rim and go in, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, Embiid's probably looked at differently and maybe the, maybe the bucks have two. I mean, and does Jim, does Jimmy Butler stay in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Does Jimmy, and then Philly just is probably much better. I don't know. I think it's a really, really interesting dynamic. The other thing in that Bucks Raptor series, you know, the Bucks was that double overtime loss in Game Three. Like, yep. they they win that game. That They're up three zero. Yeah. Right. And again, that changes the whole whole kind dynamic. Of what happened? Kind of what happened with with Brooklyn in twenty twenty one. I mean, totally. Very, very so, similar. Anyways, we got off track, but I think it all is a part of the Giannis arc and of, of the nominees, and we've mentioned a few of them. You know, Tatum is there. It's obviously Embiid. Uh, you also have – I put Bam Adebayo as a, as a nominee for a Giannis rival. I don't think he really has a rival with the Raptors. Uh, I would – I guess mm. – who would you put? I mean, Siakam, maybe. Oh yeah, let's yeah, let's throw Siakam in there. I think Siakam's worth worth a a nudge. Uh, for the Hawks, would you put Trey Young or Conley? Conley's well, a weird I, one, but like, yeah, I mean, he's strugg- if, if, he struggles. If you want to talk like rivals, that's I mean, not really a rival. It's probably it's Trae not. Young. But however, it's he's like one of the few guys that seems to give Giannis a really hard time. Yes, um, and. Fortunately, Nate McMillan didn't realize that in 2021. Thank God. So, um, and you know, you got to pay your guys who are your veterans and guys who are making more money. You got to play them, I should say. So that's what they did and benefited us. But he really, really seems to give Giannis trouble. But it's that's tough because is he a rival if you know you haven't had like a battle 
And no, yeah, you really can't. You it's, really can't it's, put it it's there. It's twenty yet. minutes a game, you know. I mean, uh, you can't. You can't put it there yet. It's also like because I'm I'm watching uh, Celtics uh, Sixers in the background yeah. here, and can't really yeah. put Blake Griffin in there. Like he's a motherfucker. He's a complete asshole to Giannis, but still, I can't. I can't wholeheartedly be like, oh yeah, Blake Griffin's a rival to Giannis Antetokounmpo when Blake only plays ten to fifteen minutes. He's just annoying. He just flops True. all the time. And- to some extent, it's a twenty twenty three conversation. Yeah. So, like, oh yeah, totally. uh, that's that's three years true. ago. This was yeah, three, three years, years ago. ago Blake Griffin right. was probably, you know, you know, easily taken in this draft. If that's what we're gonna do, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's probably taken, but um, yeah, other, not at this point. Other nominees, I will throw Evan Mobley in that mix. Uh, probably a little early on that, but I think there is a potential there for sure. And then to round out the East, I would probably include uh let's conclude DeRozan for the Bulls. I, I don't think Vucevic would would qualify, uh, just considering how good DeRozan is. And you know, I, I don't I would not put him in that conversation. Obviously, Jokic in the West. You could add Morant. Um, Clippers Kawhi. I think Kawhi actually has a little bit more of a case than some others just because of that yeah. Toronto series. Uh I'll go Devin Booker over Chris Paul just because of the longevity. Um, Luca, Steph, I, I'll I'll put Zion, but man, you know I won't even. Oh, I'm not putting Zion. I've changed. Yeah, my, I've think. changed my changed my mind. And then we'll go. We'll round it out with LeBron. So that's kind of the list. And I I kind of it's inter- it's an interesting exercise because you're right. I don't I, as I'm doing it like there isn't a ton that like stand out because there just haven't been. The, like Kawhi has a weird case because, yeah. and I know we're coming off of just an incredible victory by the Bucks last Thursday night against the Clippers, or they play them again Friday. But like that that series was so intense and so formative to to really Giannis's career. And if you we always talk about like the championship DVD where like everything changed for this team, like the NFL films, the music, like that to me is like the Giannis moment where like everything changed, losing that series to Toronto. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I guess I Kawhi wasn't top of mind, but um, that's partially because of the way the last couple of years have gone. Right. With uh, with Kawhi and the Clippers kind of not, you know, being underwhelming. Um, but you're right. I mean, that was that 2019 was interesting. With you know, Kawhi had his number. He was great in that series. As much as I I hate to say it, I mean, he changed basketball that year. Um, mm-hmm with the load management stuff where it's like, I'm only going to play 60 games and, you know, it, granted it was already trending that way, but then you actually had something like tangible to, right. to, you know, to use for the argument. And um, yeah. And then he went out and basically kicked our ass in, in four straight games. And, um, you know, Giannis probably won't have a chance to avenge that, but it'd be cool if it, 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 I don't know. It's weird because do Kawhi fans or I guess Raptors fan? I mean, Raptors fans don't like Giannis probably. No. Um, but do like Kawhi fans look at Giannis like a rival? I don't know. Uh, probably not. I mean, also too. I mean, Bulls fans are Giannis fans apparently, according to Scottie Pippen. I don't know if you saw that quote today. I did not. Oh, let me read that one. That's that's a good one. I'll read that one for you. Not to sidetrack us. But just a absolutely lovely quote that I need to get on the uh, on the social medias. Scotty so Pippen, Scott, 
he likes to put his his mouth in front of a microphone, doesn't he? Scotty uh, was uh, hustling his his whiskey at uh, Ray's today. Digits whiskey uh, was signing autographs and shit. So he told the Journal Sentinel, the fans of Wisconsin have always been supportive of him. And then said, I'm sure Chicago fans have cheered for the Bucks and for Giannis Antetokounmpo, as well as for the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Some of the tweet reading some of those tweets was just could have cracked open a glass of wine, like just really, really enjoyed them because I was like, fuck the Packers, fuck the Bear, fuck the Bucks, like fuck Giannis. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I, so I when you it. when you mentioned like fans, like I was like, oh, I gotta gotta bring up that. Cause yeah, I don't think they're I don't think the Rosen really qualifies, even though, you know, because like the Bulls, the Bulls and Bucks is a rivalry only with Grayson Allen. Like if this was Grayson Allen, it'd be like, yeah. Bulls number one pick, no brainer. It's like Wembenyama. Like we we know, like it's the fucking Bulls when it comes to Grayson Allen. Yeah. Uh could it, could Fred Van Vliet be in there? Yeah, yeah. I think that's one I missed. You're right, Fred. Because Van as Vliet. you as you talk about Grayson Allen, I think that we hate Fred Fred Van Vliet probably more than any yes. one single player. I would <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. No. No question about it. Yeah. I think I think Van Vliet would have to be there. I I think it's interesting to like look long term like in the West. And if maybe, you know, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard in the East for the Bucks to get, have like a run, like the Bulls did, or even really like LeBron did uh, with Cleveland and with, or with Miami mostly and Cleveland for that matter. But if there was going to be a person in the West that kind of like the LeBron Steph rivalry, would you pin it more on Jokic or would you pin it more on Luca potentially? Um, Like long-term? Yeah, like Man, next ten years. Honestly, God, probably Jokic. Yeah, I, um, I, I, and I, I don't. The reason I said was kind of hesitant is, it's a little. It's easy to say that right now with the Nuggets being number one in the West, right? But I don't really like Luca, so like, yeah, I don't know. And now, now they've added Kyrie to the mix. Like, who knows what's going to happen? You know, Luca is, he's a. It, let's just call a spade a spade. The European guys don't necessarily jump team to team. So for people to be like, Oh, he could demand a trade next year. Like, I, I don't know if he's going to do that. Um, but you never know. I mean, did you see the, like, can I interrupt real quick? Did you see the Ben, Ben Golliver take that he had? No, no. Uh, well, continue on. And then I'll, I'll feed I was, you that take. I was gonna say, it's not like they're going to choose Kyrie over, over Luca or anything like mm, that. So, no. Luca will be there. He he has also has a bad coach, um, so I, I think it's Jokic just because the dude can make everyone so much better. And I know that Luca is a ball centric guy. He tends to I don't know. It just seems like it doesn't work as well. So I feel like Jokic could probably play with you know the Washington Generals and and probably get to a six seed like you saw last year. Yeah. I think that that's as long as he's playing 75 games a year, I think they're Denver's going to be pretty good. Right. And I think the other thing with Jokic is at some point he will probably have that Giannis Toronto moment. It might come this year. Cause I, I just look at like Embiid cooked Jokic, right? One game sample size. I get it. It's not, doesn't define it all. But if Jokic continues to struggle that way defensively against the good guys, like you're not gonna win, you're not gonna win in the playoffs. Like I do think, like yeah. there's there has to be a reason why Denver has struggled in the playoffs, and 
is it just, and I think we theorized this in a pod one or two times before where I was like, is it just one of those things where you play them six or seven times and you just realize like kind of tendencies and you figure it out and it gets easier. I, I, there has to be something to that. And I just wonder if like that will cause like Jokic to be like, all right, yeah, I, I can do all this, you know, as a big sort of sort of husky guy or as uh some of the Bucks Twitter likes to call him the fat Serbian. Um, I don't probably use that, but I've seen that on the uh, Bucks Twitter sphere. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's time that he you know drops a few lbs and you know be, is a little more a little more consistent on defense. Defense, but if they are able to go to the finals while he's doing it, he's there's no he's not gonna stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could you could make the argument for probably almost any player though that once you see them six or seven times, they're easier yeah. to defend. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's easier said than done sometimes, but, um, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like, if I was facing Giannis, what, what could I do to stop him? It seems pretty, honestly, you just have to kind of hope he gets in his own head Yeah. and that happens sometimes, but, right. um, yeah, you got to maybe try to bait him into, you know, taking some of those mid-range shots early. And then if you bait him into taking those mid-range shots early, he might try to force it, try, you know, then he tries to attack the lane, gets charge calls. Then all of a sudden Giannis is in foul trouble. And there you go. That's pretty much the best way to stop him, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so, it's the whistle. Yeah. So let's stay, let's go to the East before we give our rankings. Similar question, like, better long-term rival is it Embiid or is it Jason Tatum um it's probably Tatum between between those two I'm trying to trying to think there would be anybody else probably not Mobley would be the like young buck like I know Mobley hasn't had that good of a year you could put Donovan Mitchell instead if you wanted to if you wanted to kind of shake it up like anyone in that young Cleveland team could also potentially be an heir to the throne as well Cleveland is interesting. Um, however, we don't know how long Donovan Mitchell will be there. Mm-hmm. You know, it could just be he's got what this year and next year for sure under contract. I think I believe that's correct. Um, and he might have like a player option after that or something. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. And you know, Mobley. I know we're all ready to crown his ass, but let's just let's just wait. And yeah, he's only he's in had his a second year. Slump. Yeah, and. You know, without Mitchell, what were they? I mean, I know they won 40-some games last year, but um, I don't know. They're still pretty good, but I don't know. I don't know if they have a super, superstar. Uh, Mitchell yeah. is, is is an all-star starter this year. He's having a great year. It's been quite a, quite a story. But um, like I said, if he was there long-term and I knew he was going to stay, I would think – Cleveland would would be pretty close. Um, yeah. However, they haven't really beat us enough no. um, to, unless Giannis doesn't play, to for me to really be concerned. I would say it's Tatum, and because of that, or I should say, the reason being is, again, Tatum is. I would trust him a little more than him and the Celtics a little more than the Sixers. Um, I just, you know, Embiid. Obviously, Harden is is, but they're similar players. They're 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 foul baiters. I mean, and that shit only goes so far in the playoffs. I mean, yep. so you know, I'm sitting here watching this game tonight, and he's doing a lot. Embiid's doing a lot of that stuff, and you know, here they are losing. So 
Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust Embiid very much. I don't know if he'll ever get to the conference finals. Wow. Um, maybe, maybe this year, maybe. Huh? Um, but I don't really want to hitch my wagon to that star. Harden is declining and, uh, you know, he seems to be behaving so far in Philly. Yeah. But, uh, just mad he, about not not making the All Star team, even though he like barely played in the first. Which half is of the something. Season. Which is something he would be mad about. I mean, oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, Anthony Edwards. He said all the right things. You know that. Yep. What did he say? He's like, yeah, I I had a pretty slow start to the year. I already knew I wasn't going to make it. Now he's going right. to end up on there, I think. But yeah, he had too many hot fries early on in the season, and you know, played his way into shape. That's that's the thing about this whole All Star snub snub shit. Everybody gets pissed off, and it's like. The two or three guys who get left off usually make it on anyway because of injuries. Right. right. So, Ma- imagine imagine Harden just being like, oh, I was going to go hang out with little baby at the strip clubs in Houston, and now I got to go to Salt Lake City? Yeah. Is that what I'm you really sure- want? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, is that – you want to really be uh, slumming it with ski bunnies all weekend? Uh, you know, probably not the worst thing for James Harden. But anyways. No. Uh, so, yeah, I – the Embiid, I could see like it all coming together and really like putting a challenge to Giannis. I mean, I if you haven't ever seen Joel Embiid in person, uh, like you haven't been to a Sixers game against the Bucks, I would recommend it. Seeing Joel in person is about as stunning as Giannis, honestly, just because he's so big. Like it's just it it does it almost just doesn't make sense. So yeah. if like it all came together for Embiid, I I really could see it being this every year sort of rivalry like for a while like a bird and julia servant or like the pistons and the bulls like i could really see that i all but the thing with tatum is he is fearless like he has pissed down his leg a little bit in moments against the warriors and in some other ones but like i just think back to that game six against the Bucks, and there was no stopping it that night and it was doesn't matter how loud that crowd was. It was Giannis Tatum. It was mano a mano. I have not seen that much from anyone. And Tatum did that. And yeah. so I have to agree and give. I hate agreeing with you on both, but I have to give Tatum the slight edge. Right. Um, and uh, well, and put it there. The answer is both, probably. But I yeah, mean, no, um, you're right. Slight edge to Tatum. By the way, I have seen Embiid in person. It was a Bucks Sixers. I think you and I went. Yeah. Um, it's a Thursday night game. It was right before the Rona. And yeah. <laughs> uh, but we sat we sat up top though. So does that count? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I saw I also went to uh I went to a uh Martin Luther King Day game. Oh, I went to that and too. I sat close and I sat close and that was young MB. So that was not where he's not where he was. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was probably twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, 2019, so, we lost that day. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I so I have seen him a couple times. Yeah. Uh, there was nothing. I think the following year was Indiana. Yep. I think we went to a game. Yeah, so, we, we tried yeah. to we, we tried to do uh, a tapping the keg out into a box game. Maybe got to put that on the uh, the old calendar for the, before the season runs out. That might sounds that actually sounds like a good idea. But ticket prices are not 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 like uh, inexpensive. So you can't well, get when, in there. You won eight in a row, and yeah. oh yeah, um, I'm sure some of these weekend games are getting pretty pricey. I know I heard the uh, obviously I was gone for this past weekend, but the Miami game I heard was 
pretty pricey to get into. Uh, I believe that for a Saturday night home game, especially yeah. after after the Marquette game and all that. Oh yeah, wow. dude! Like it's gonna be it's so nuts that <laughs> uh, I mentioned this on I think Monday's pod with Murph. Like Saturday, you had National Marquette Day, which was a big party day, and you took a breather, and then okay, it's Bucks. Like we were out at Drink Wisconsinly at till about like four thirty, five o'clock, and you started to see Bucks gear pop up, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like it was it's kind of weird. Honestly, and and then yeah, it went right at the Bucks game, and then a month from now, a little less than a month from now, Philadelphia comes to town on that Saturday. Marquette is a game against St. John's, and you have the Shamrock Shuffle all wrapped into one Saturday. Yeah, uh, March fourth, right? Yeah, pray for Philadelphia in that game. I will just tell you now, I don't care what the line is; it doesn't matter. Like that. That crowd A is going to be on fire. B Giannis is going to be on fire because that's the first game since Laddergate. So like, <laughs> like just just get ready. Like I'm telling you right now, I'll plant my flag in that one. I am preemptively very excited for that game. But yeah, that's that's a big one. Uh, let's get to the rankings. Um, I as always defer to you first. I will give you. First selection. We can just run through these. We don't need to explain since we kind of kind of br- brought out all the nominees before we, we we did this. Number one pick. I will take Embiid. Just just yeah because of yeah uh, that was my number one head to head matchup on the court and obviously long term uh, outlook. Yeah, uh, pretty, my, pretty easy choice. Yeah, my number one will be Jason Tatum. So um, and all the things we talked about, um, you know, feelerlessness the opportunity to probably see each other a lot in the playoffs i will go with tatum okay um i'll go again this is trying to keep it current you know yeah. it's e- easy to do it that way uh, i really wish we would have could have saw Jokic um a couple yep. weeks ago that'd make this easier but i will take him just because of again long term probably would would be guarding each other off and on a little more than yep. some others. And yeah, give me Jokic. Uh, big, I mean, if you, Jokic versus Giannis in a finals would lead to just probably an all out internet brawl because all the analytic guys love Jokic. Um, I was, I've been tempted to make a stats over spreadsheet t shirt and support for Giannis. Um, but I haven't, I haven't decided on pulling the trigger there. But I, I do. What do you think of that idea, really quick? <laughs> Uh, I I don't know. Is Giannis not analytical? Analytics oh, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, the analytics are fine on Giannis. It's just everyone comes themselves to the to the Jokic ones. I swear, half of well, these yeah. NBA blog boys, it's just that's their Pornhub. They just look at Jokic's advanced stats, and that's all they need. Yeah, I'll say Giannis is about the well. He's not super efficient this year, but yeah. I think overall he's yeah one of the most efficient players. Yeah. Um. So. There you go. Take that my, for data. My number two is Luca. Uh, you know, if it gets figured out, I never told you the theory after I yeah. interrupted. Basically, what it was to boil it down was that the whole Kyrie thing was a Laker Trojan horse to set up Kyrie for Dallas, create some contempt with Luca, and then suddenly Luca becomes a Laker in like two years. Which I was, I, yeah, I always like a good conspiracy theory. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think if any like foreign guy would leave it'd be Luca um just because it seems like the Mavericks are just a complete shit show 
Uh, you know, Nico Harrison yeah, comes bit. in there. And first thing he does is get rid of Jalen Brunson, and Jalen Brunson's a borderline all-star. So, good job. Yeah. It'd be like right. you could have you could have had Jalen Brunson going forward for four more years for like you know probably half the price of Kyrie. Yeah, and it's if it, if you locked it in, I don't think Jalen Brunson's as good as Chris Middleton, but it's it's similar to uh, Chris Middleton Giannis sort of thing. Yeah, like have a just a running mate. Yeah, who's maybe not at your level, but is a very competent player. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad comparison. I yeah. get it. Did think I saw that somewhere on the internet. So if I missed credit, I'm sorry. But I did see that, I think, somewhere. So I don't want to steal it um, completely. I, I like to at least acknowledge that I, I it was my own original thought. All right, last pick, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to the Packers. I'll go Kawhi. Okay. I I will take – so we're, it's kind of funny. We're doing this segment because it's Bucks, Lakers, and LeBron. And I'm not even going to take LeBron. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Steph Curry. Just I mean, we didn't really talk about stuff. We really didn't talk about the Warriors, but I just think the Warriors will kind of keep it rolling. They'll figure out how how to do this. I I don't think they're they're going to make the finals this year. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. I think they will, but I I just think they have just an organizational foundation. Now, if Bob Myers leaves could make things really interesting going forward with them. Where would he go? Lakers. Lakers. I could see new I, and the Knicks are pretty happy, but I could see the Nets maybe just being like, all right, Sean Marks, like, you know, and I don't, I'm trying to think where, where would you go as like a rebuild bulls? Maybe but the bulls like Arturus. I don't know. Cause I'm trying to think of like big <clears throat> franchises where, and big cities where like you'd want to take on the challenge. Um, I mean, Lakers would make the most sense. I think he went to UCLA. Yeah, he's, an LA, he's an LA guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, Nets, I could see Nets being the next most likely if he really, but if he's a West Coast guy, you know, money talks. I get it. I mean, yeah, move up, move the kids. But like, I'll say this that the Warriors' distinct advantage is that their owners don't give a fuck. So they have so much luxury tax, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of most teams, except for the Warriors, and it's not like it's the Yankees we're talking about here. I mean, it's still competitive. And, and look at the Warriors. They're an average team this year. And now injuries have had a lot to do with that. But also. I, well, I think they also tried to do this like weird bridging of the gap with their young guys and their old guys. Yeah. And it kind of backfired. Like, I think a bit. in retrospect, they should have really actually used that draft capital to get veteran players. And well, you know, and people and the media protects the Warriors. Like, oh God! Believe. Oh, so man. oh, and absolutely. That's, and that's that's fine. I understand. Everybody likes everybody, but um, yeah. I mean, they screwed up a little bit here, and it's who knows. But you know, last year it was, oh, they have a varsity and a JV team. Like they have, you know, they're good now, and they'll be good for the next twenty five years. Mm-hmm. And now it's like all three of those dudes. <laughs> Nobody knows. Except for Kaminga. I actually would – I'd push back that Kaminga, I think, is well, – I, I, there's he still has to grow, but, like, I think Kaminga is going to be a legit NBA player. True. But Wiseman looks pretty well, Wiseman, much like a no. lost cause. Yeah, Wiseman – I thought – yeah, Wiseman would be, I think, a lot better off if he was, you know, playing for a team that was tanking for Victor Wembanyama right now. Yeah. Um, I did think the 
Caruso for Wiseman trade was interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, I would from, hate that for. A I think that was spot. was that Chris Ryan who said that. Yeah, I think on, so. Yeah. On Simmons and uh, yeah, all them boys uh, trade deadline podcast or whatever. Right. It was interesting. I thought that was an okay trade. Yeah, and that might suck for the Bucks, but yeah, that would not be good. To get, well, it could. Yeah, it could be a lot. Like if the Bulls tank and get Wembenyama or Scoot Henderson, that would also be unfortunate as well. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Packers. Uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, Packers are not involved. Um, they're nowhere near close. They missed the playoffs last year. But the NFC, as we talked about, we did the Brady stuff last week, is pretty wide open. Uh, it's not necessarily like the AFC, where I think if we were Packers fan, if the Packers were in the AFC right now, I think it'd be panic time because it's like, how the fuck are we going to get there? Well, like, I think also Aaron Rodgers, no question about it, would have already been traded because I think you'd already want to build towards the youngins as you're in with all these other young quarterbacks. Um, so I guess it's just a fill in the blank and I can kick it off. And I think the Packers go back to the Super Bowl if their defense is, is what we think it might be. I think that Brian Gunacus wanted that defense to be rock stars and he's drafted it. He's had enough draft capital that, like, they do points, you know, in the draft. I don't know if you're familiar with that system, Mitch, where no, it's all pointed really. out. Yeah, like you're assigned like, certain like value. Like the team does. Yeah, or no, it's like it's like a it's like a draft uh, website, and they, oh, okay. you know, they but they have like a, a whole system behind it. The Bucks have, or the Packers, excuse me, have drafted enough defensive players to equal equate like a first round draft pick or first overall pick in points. It's crazy. They've drafted so much defense. So if they were to have this complete turnaround, it would be because this defense turns into a top five monster. And if Jordan loves that quarterback, it's basically able to protect and shield Jordan love and probably make Jordan love a lot better than he is. Or if it's Aaron Rodgers. It's to kind of make it easier on Rodgers and sort of what I think Gunakusa's vision was that the whole time was I think he wanted to have like a Denver Broncos style defense. And that's what we saw Peyton Man won a Super Bowl, lost Super Bowl, got to two. And all of it really was predicated because of the defense. And that's what I think Gunakusa wanted. He just has never got. And so we'll see. And that's how I could see them back in the Super Bowl with either quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I think that was the plan. And, you know, whether that's the coordinator or, uh, I mean, frankly, to compare them to the Broncos in 2015. Oh, yeah. Whatever, it's a, it's a great, I mean, it's an agreement. Just, yeah. There that. just isn't quite the, the uh, top end talent, shall we say, on the defense. I mean, there is no, there is no prime Von Miller, um, Danny Trevathan or anybody like that. Like there were, that son of a bitch, like there were on, <clears throat> on those teams. I mean, Packers have some pretty nice pieces on defense. It's a, it's a solid unit. Um, they just need to be properly used. And, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like kind of that thought that you have there. I mean, that's – I'm of the belief, too, that the Packers, if their defense can play up to its potential, um, you know, possibly have somebody emerge, too, you know um, – Anikbare or somebody like that is, you know, another stud type of d- defensive uh, pass rush uh, right. specialist that would, you know, obviously you can't have too many of those. 
And um, and you and just to cut in, like you have to get some of your guys playing at full tilt all the fucking time, like a Kenny Clark and a Jair Alexander, because there's way too much. Just they yeah. they'll come on fucking strong around. late, and it's like where where the fuck has this been all year? Yeah. Oh, I will say with Kenny Clark, I mean, he plays a position that's stuff doesn't show up in the box score, right? No. I mean, no. as a as an interior defensive lineman, I mean, his job is to eat blockers and. Um, you know, it's like Brooke Lopez. Like, oh yeah, how how are you seven feet and only average four rebounds a game? Well, do you see that he's moving four guys out of the way for for Giannis to grab all the rebounds? Or I mean, that's why Bobby. Wonder why Bobby has Sam all... Hauser again. I'm sorry, my <laughs> no, lord. <it's> okay. <laughs> There's, I mean, if you, I don't know if you guys were watching the Celtics and uh, Sixers tonight when we were when we were taping while it's potting and. The Celtics just can't fucking miss. It's unbelievable, and Sixers can't get a call. So it's, uh, it's just that it's funny how that works in Boston. It's yeah. kind of like Providence in their gym. They somehow <laughs> always win, always win by the spread in their their gym. No, no funny business there uh, going on in, right. in New England with any they always, or anything. They always win by their exact free throw discrepancy, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how that fucking works. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, I I would say, ah uh, man. This is spicy, but I would say the Packers get back to the Super Bowl if they trade Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, all right. Let's go. And <laughs> now I don't know if that's next year, right? Yeah. Um, but I just think that if you move on, you you go the way of younger quarterback and uh get all the assets you can for Rodgers. I don't know what I don't know if, if this turns into Vegas Raiders against the Jets against some quote unquote mystery team or whatever happens. Um, you might be able to get three draft picks for him and maybe a couple bodies. And then you free up who knows 20 million in cap space or something or, or more. And maybe you get back an Elijah Moore from the Jets and kind of put yourself in a position to, give Jordan love some weapons around, you know, more than Rogers had this past season. And maybe it all, maybe it turns into a Jalen hurt situation where, you know, you've got another, or you know, maybe you add another offensive lineman, another defensive lineman, and pretty soon you're the Eagles and you've got Christian Watson catching balls, uh, 80 yard touchdowns left and right. And, it just it all turns into a dream season. I think that's what a lot of Packer fans. I know it's a little bit of a pipe dream. You know, Rogers obviously is more of a sure thing at this point. Um, but I don't know, is he? And I just think that, like I said, I don't know. Jalen Hurts is is pretty unique, but um, who's to say Jordan Love couldn't couldn't get them to to twelve wins with well a better supporting cast. I think as pointed out by, I think it was Jacob Morley on Twitter this week, like the leash on Jordan love is going to be short. Like we, there's not going to be this grace period. I mean, I think the first four games you can say, Oh yeah, you know, it's first couple games, but he's had all the fucking time to learn. He's started a couple games. Like this is not like you really shouldn't have a transition here, maybe a little bit, huh. but it's, it's, it's gonna, I mean, do you disagree? Kinda. I mean, 
unfortunately it's, you know, you don't have a ton of time to evaluate him. Right. Um, that's kind of had to have been going on these last few years because let's say they do trade Rogers, right. And you've got what one, maybe two years with love under contract. Yeah. Well, yeah. Love's his fifth year kicks in this year. They have a $20 million decision on the fifth year option to pick that up. And if they pick that up with the fifth year and, and do then he that would have two, right. Yeah. Two then, years. Right. Yes. I believe that's correct. Cause football is a little weird. Like that, you have the where... franchise tag, you have the tag, which no one likes the tag. And that's where we're headed with Lamar Jackson, which is going to be very fucking annoying because you'll just hear, you know, would pick your favorite NFL analyst, pay Lamar Jackson, play Lamar Jackson. It's like get a fucking agent who actually can negotiate things. Like maybe try yeah. that. I don't know. Just a thought, but yeah. anyways, continue. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I think that's sort of piques the curiosity of Packer fans. They want to, they yeah. want to see what it's like. The, yeah. the strange, the strange, if you will. Totally. Uh, yeah. They want to, they want to experience something a little bit different. They want to go, go into parts unknown. And I, I've kind of said, and, hinted at at different pods in the last couple of weeks with this whole Roger saga where I'm like, are you sure? Like, are you, are you really sure that you want this? Like, I just, I think it sounds good on paper, but then when it's down and Rogers is four and oh with the Raiders or four and oh with the jets, and the Packers are <laughs> one, three or two and two. Are you really going to feel this way? Like, just yeah. I, I, like, I know that's like hard for fans to conceptualize, but I promise you some of that discontent starts setting in. Like it's, it, it's not like the hater trade. It's different, but it's like all of a sudden you start seeing the, the guy you cheered for succeed and it makes you a little mad. It, it gets you upset and then you take it out on the organization. Um, I, I think with Rogers or with love, excuse me. Yeah. I, I do think it and weirdly enough, we saw Aaron, not would say struggle in year one. They were six and 10, but that defense was pathetic and they were in every game and they lose, they were six and 10. They did draft a quarterback that next year. They drafted Brian Braun. And in some thought, I mean, the famous Merrill Hodge clip thought Brian Braun would take the job from Aaron Rodgers. I, and it's a very deep quarterback class in 24 where you could draft a quarterback in the second or third round. And basically, again, it's another duplicate of years past. And so that, that puts the pressure on Jordan Love to say, all right, you get another year. But if it doesn't, if shit goes sideways, We'll just look to move you and and start over with the, the new quarterback we have on a rookie deal. Yeah, I mean, it certainly could go either way with, you know, when that day comes. And you're right, it, it could be. But we, we went through it in 2008. I mean, yeah. um, where, well, granted, I guess the Jets weren't. It was more 2009 probably. Yeah, no, 2009 was way, way worse than 2008. Like, Brett, that Jets team was good, and then Favre kind of fell apart at the end of the year when it got cold outside. Like, that was the sneaky secret about Brett Favre, and I don't know if Rodgers I'd put at that level. I know you have noted he doesn't look good in, in really cold weather, but Favre really struggled in cold weather in, like, the really late stage of his career. And then mm -hmm. when it, the Vikings, that was part of, like, wasn't necessarily that Vikings team was fraud. The Vikings team was very good, but they played a lot of dome games. And that's why Favre was so good that year because he didn't, right. he was isolated in those domes. And yeah, they, I mean, if it's not for Bounty Gate, I don't know, maybe the Vikings are there. And that's, you know, another thing for Vikings fans to complain about. Another, another sports. What if? Oh yeah. hundred percent. No doubt.
And and then yeah, so that's also what if Favre doesn't throw mindless interceptions in 20, 2007 and in two thousand nine? Never know. Well, right, and that that was who that Brett, was, that, but that's that's Brett who Favre. he was exactly. Right. That, that right. was his bug, bugaboo right. forever. And you know, people loved him for it, and weirdly enough, and you know, and that's crazy. Favre had a yeah. whole, for you know, and and also it, like, can I? Just really quick, and I this is probably a question for another time, and it's maybe we'll just save this, but just a quick yes or no. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a chance to explain. If like the COVID stuff with Rogers didn't happen, is there a is there kind of like the farvish cult about you can't trade Aaron Rodgers? Do you think it's a lot? It's a bigger cult, or do you think that they would still be kind of fed up with the bullshit just every year with Rodgers at this point? Um. So do you think the the COVID stuff would? I if think that it, never if that never happened. You're asking me would would the um the cult of of Rogers be bigger? Oh, yeah, exactly. Than, like right, like right. It seemed I, to be with Favre. My my working theory is that while the COVID stuff has been long forgotten, I think it turns a lot of people off Aaron Rodgers, and that has influenced their opinions of Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Therefore. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't dispute that. I think that it does kind of feel like, as much as I've, kind of, a lot of people have twenty twenty vision hindsight with with the Favre situation. Right, uh, we're kind of going through a very similar, perhaps worse situation with Rogers right now. Yeah, I'd it argue does, it, it does. It does feel like um, that, that island of Rogers defenders is smaller than the Favre one was. Right back then like it seemed like more people wanted rogers or wanted Favre to stay yep. and it was you know fire ted thompson and oh yeah okay. you're an idiot what are you doing and now it does seem like it's 80 percent of packer fans just want to be done with rogers yeah and, you know i, I will I, I think that's probably the right move in the long run but um you know it, it you're right it that that could I think people are sick of it, sick of it, and they partially have went having gone through this with Favre, you know, twelve years ago, um, or God, fifteen years ago now. Fifteen, yeah. Um, probably kind of pisses people off a little bit too. That right. it's like we're doing we're doing this again, and the unfortunate thing is there's no, never never a good ending really, especially when you're no. close to the situation. Like I'm just trying to think, like what was the the Peyton Manning thing kind of worked out because he got a neck injury yeah it was like, well yeah it he, was couldn't like, throw, he couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yards like he right. just it's it, like it's like maybe it's time you know to to move on we don't know if he's gonna play again like kind of like prince fielder right where it's like he couldn't he had a neck injury too i guess that's probably why i thought yeah. about it but yeah um, no it's like elway was the only one who did it right but like breeze stayed on for far too long roethlisberger stayed on for far too long they still found a way to the playoffs or found close to the playoffs, but they just didn't have it to level up past that. They could get to the, at least the postseason, but that was it. Right. That was, that was ultimately the only kind of their only thing. So yeah. And it's interesting. I, I will also say like, just even if the COVID thing wasn't a thing, I think our society is more like it's turnkey. It's like, or not turnkey. It's like they, they would just want to like turn the page a lot quicker. Like, it's like they just want new toys to play with. Like there was like 
that group of people that wanted to trade Chris Middleton, which is so ridiculous to think about as how good the Bucks have been, you know, since he's come back. And it's like, it's just they get sick, they get tired of it. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, pretty much. Well, let's move on to, oh, before we go to the, the deadline, Super Bowl prediction. Uh, who do you like? Uh, who do you like in the game? I gave mine up Monday, but I'll give it again uh, uh, after you give yours. Uh, I got to go with the Chiefs, I think. Um, it's tough, though, when you think about it, because it really your argument for the Chiefs is only – really your only solid argument is I can't go against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Whereas, like, I think if you look at overall talent, the Eagles are probably better. Um, just like man to man, and it's hard. But I think I probably tend to lean. I would go with the Chiefs. Just oh man, it's they're underdogs, right? That's scary. Um, yeah, I think so. That's scary hours because Murph, Murph, and I also went with the Chiefs. So. We'll, well see. It's just like the Eagles haven't played any any good quarterbacks, oh, and we yeah. this is that's been well documented yep. between the two of us. And yeah. I just, I thought, I thought Peter Schrager today on Bill Simmons' podcast made a great point about how this is kind of reminiscent to the Rams Patriots Super Bowl a couple of years ago, where McVeigh was like the hot new coach, and you know it's like oh this team is you know found a way to win, they found a way to get there, and then. Belichick, the wily old vet, like figured everything out. And you just wonder with Spagnola and Andy Reid, are they going to be able to figure out this young Eagles coach? Are they like, are they going to be ready for this moment? Kind of playing off of what you had already said. Yeah. I mean, that's very actually an interesting take there. I mean, it's what it was. That what was that the 10 to three Super Bowl. Yeah. It was an awful Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, we had we had fun. We went over to a friend of the program Henny's house. We had a good time at that Super Bowl. We got champion chicken. It was, it was solid. You were, yeah, were you, I was I, I oh, was living there too. People forget. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bubs. And forgot. I bought the I champion forgot. chicken. <laughs> you did. Champion chicken was good. Champion chicken underrated uh Super Bowl choice. I don't know if champion chicken's still around at this point. I I I don't know. I I don't really go over there anymore. Uh, let's really quick look here. Champion. But yeah, that was that was so that was the twenty. 19 Super Bowl. Yeah. Champion chicken still there. Only a 3.4 review on Google. That's tough. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's it's... like, I know bar, bar rescue does bars, but we might need to rescue the chicken here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that uh, was, it, it's an interesting, that's a very good comparison. I would yeah, say. No, I like um, it. I, I made me feel better about to liking the chiefs. So as much as I do. Um, it can't, really can't see Kansas City only scoring ten points, but no. um, no, that'd be surprising. I also but don't I, think it's going to be a shootout like everyone. I've heard that all fucking postseason long. Oh, this game a ton of points, and then every game is twenty three to twenty. Well, so like a lot of the trends lean under. Um, honestly, um, a lot of it, like recent games for the Eagles and Chiefs have been under. And yeah, I I kind of agree with you. The, we talked it out on Monday's show. Should go back and listen, but it's like it, the more you you think about it a little bit more, the more you kind of, you get yourself towards it'll, it, it'll be under that number, which I think is like 50 at this point or 51. Wow. So, yeah, I think I would go under too. Yep. I mean, so if I were a betting man, you, yes, for sure. Speaking of betting man, we're going to make some deadline day predictions. Uh, like I said, you know, we can tape tomorrow. 
And the Bucks, I don't know. I think there are a lot of ways where Bucks fans can be happy. Bucks fans could be, you know, content with let's just say, or they could be angry. And uh, I just look at it as to be happy. I think they improve their wing depth. If they improve maybe the point guard, back of point guard position, just in a, hey, do we trust Javon Carter in a playoff series? I know it sounds good in theory, but I swear to you that every big game Javon Carter's in, it seems like the moment's too big for him. And yes. so, I, yeah. And I think Mad is getting a guy like Derrick Rose, the, the trade rumor that never dies. Um, that I don't know if that's the only one that would make Bucks fans mad. I think there would be a contingent of Bucks fans that if Bob Portis got traded, they would be upset. But I I do think that's a more of a casual fan take, in my opinion. Um, but that's that's just you know, oh, I'd be furious uh, if they traded Bobby Portis. Okay, so you would be mad, really? I just yeah. I don't know, man. Like. His defense has been so goddamn bad that I don't know if you can trust him in a, in every playoff series. Well, first of all, I mean, who would take that contract? I mean, like what? He's. I just think he's one of those guys that's more valuable to us than anyone else. That's fair. That's a. Uh, I mean, that's an extremely fair point. I mean, I guess he's not making a huge amount of money, especially going forward. I mean, what is he at? 12, 12 or fifteen a year, something like that. I yeah. don't. It just I that the money doesn't matter to me. I mean, yeah. I just it's he's I just a I, couple guys that are untouchable and he's one of them. Really? I so I just feel like Bobby's been a little more self-interested since he's gotten his contract. And I feel like he's, you know, really just after rebounds and after points and not not really playing team ball. At the right like that Cleveland game and that Detroit game, and then he got hurt in the Detroit game. Kind of see, seemed like he was rounding into like, all right, this is kind of more like the old Bobby Portis. So maybe it was just a habit of, hey, I didn't have Chris Middleton here, and I was trying to trying to do something. But we'll we'll just kind of have to see when he gets back. Yeah, I, I, it probably was a thing where he's just he was pressing um, yeah. the first half of the season and trying to live up to the contract and all that. Middleton's out. Guys are out. He's got. He's starting a lot of games, and you know that's not really his thing. That's not. Yeah. That's not his role. And yeah. sometimes it it can look bad if you're expected to produce like a starter, and you're you're not really a starter. I mean, Pat yeah. Connaughton's been starting a lot of games. He's not a fucking starter. Um, you know. But I would also say Pat Connaughton's not tradable either. No, he's not. I mean, well, not, that's. That's a Giannis buddy, man. I, I don't I don't know if Bobby is in that same. But then again, you know, Bobby just did the podcast with uh, Thanasis. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's I feel like, you know, if you're friends with Thanasis, you're kind of friends with Giannis. I feel like that's how it works in the Antetokounmpo family. So maybe yeah, that Th- Thanasis is an interesting. I mean, he hasn't played all year. I mean, outside of a few seconds. No, he's probably. our, our Udonis Haslam. It's fine. Pretty much. And. I kind of hate it, but I also understand. I don't, I don't hate it, but it's it would be nice to have an open roster spot, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, sure. But that's what it, that's what getting rid of AJ Green is for. Um, if we need to. Oh, uh, yeah. Just just kidding. I mean, I don't I don't know. Who, so let me ask you: would, as would much you as you as much as you'd like to you'd like to keep AJ Green, the the kid from Mequon, um, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't really serve a purpose. Uh, would you be mad if? Would you be mad if Bochamp was in a deal? 
probably yeah i'd be mad there too um again this all depends on who you're getting but i don't want to say that marjan's the future but he's about the only guy that is you know he's 21 years old and he's the only guy that that looks to be like something that you have on this team and i don't know what he is it's a little early but he's a better shooter than I thought. He's a better – I mean, he's just a better yeah. basketball player than, than right. I think I expected from day one. And he doesn't seem to be scared, and that's two-thirds of the battle. Right. So, um, I don't know. Again, if – I don't know where that – he's if you're getting Boyan Bogdanovich, who I don't really want that badly anyway. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. You probably, wouldn't you probably have to trade Marjan. Yeah, that's I, – I think I would I would not like that. Um I think if it was for Emmanuel quickly, I don't, I got, I don't know why the Knicks would want to trade quickly. You could probably, I may have, I may entertain a conversation just as quickly as a young guy. Right. Yeah, right so it's right. like you're trading young guy for young guy. Okay. Um, I saw an amazing four team trade from our guy Shafty, who included the Bucks getting Fred Van Vliet and Emmanuel quickly. Bochamp <laughs> would have to be in the deal. Um, would add, but you wouldn't send out Bobby Portis. It would be uh, George Hill to the Spurs, Bochamp and Nora to the Raptors, and Grace Allen and Ibaka to the Knicks. And we get Van Vliet? Yeah. Um, probably and good quickly. there. I, I, I just, yeah. But then you, so, then you're so fucking small. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's true. I mean, Van Vliet would be like it would be like Jeff Supa. We'd get Van Vliet and then he'd suck. Like that. Right. I mean, that would that would, it would be Jeff. Su- it would be basketball Jeff Supa. It would just be like where the fuck? Where is the Fred Van Vliet that just had a kid? Well, and Van Vliet's been terrible. Yeah, all no. season. No, he's been bad. So, and then he can walk. Not that he would. I don't know. But yeah, I just I don't know. No, I pre no. I I don't I, know if it's the fact that I just just don't want to punch his face, Fred Van Vliet, and I just <laughs> I don't. I don't need that sort of heel turn yeah. in my life. Um, like I, I never like Serge Ibaka. What do you think I'm going to do if <laughs> Red Van Vliet came, came here? I don't know. That's interesting thought, but um, cause then it's Van Vliet and Drew Holiday's your backcourt probably. Yeah. Yeah. And which probably could survive. Um, but I feel like the bucks need, I just don't need that. I like I, for me, it's like just get Alec Burks or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was bad against the Bucks um, in my my own personal showcase game when the Bucks blew up the Pistons. He wasn't very good. No. wasn't very impressive. But I just feel like somebody like that probably wouldn't cost you much um, on an awful team. I did see Eric Gordon was with a was not the Bucks were not included in teams that were the quote-unquote finalists for Eric Gordon, disappointed, but kind of expected. But just, I don't know, maybe get a, another ball handler and a bigger wing like Jay Crowder. I'd be okay with that. And we just – and now we go. I mean, look at what Boston did last year. They got Derek White, a move that came out of nowhere. That really helped them. Um, something like that, you know, a conditional first or whatever to get – a bench guard I'm I'm good with and do not need to upset the apple cart too much. Yeah. 
no, I, I would, I would tend to agree. I think the way the Bucks are playing and the chemistry and everything else, like, I think, I think vibes are sky high right now. So I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's even worth, you know, to your point of the apple cart, like, I kind of want to keep watching this version of the Bucks. I think we can and, all agree. Yeah. Like Bobby this has, Portis, the, the, the team cancer, evidently, according to you, <laughs> he's been out the whole time. So <laughs> no wonder, no wonder they're uh, doing so well. Uh, I like how you put words in my mouth. I also like, yeah. I, I, so if, if the Bucks do stay put, I, I don't think there's any reason to wring your hands. Like, and I'm just saying, I'm not saying you personally, I'm Royal, you like the fans, like, they, there are years where you could be upset about that, but let's not let's not be like Brewer fans here and get all mad because moves weren't made because A, they're still a bio market. B, I do think they'll move a box. That's just a question of where. So it's like, and for who? It might just be extra draft capital, but honestly, that is not the worst thing in the world because the Bucks could use more. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, money. Just, you know, you know yeah, they, they, have, they have a couple – I have a hard time believing they're not going to do nothing just because Horst has been yeah. traditionally so aggressive and, or at least willing to to do something, but it's going to be all on the, all on the, all on the periphery. And, oh yeah. Um, if you can get any type of draft capital as well, like you said, um, be fine with it. Yeah. And we'll see Maybe the long way to Jay Crowder trade will happen or maybe it won't. So that'll didn't happen it, on Marquette day. So, no, that's unfortunately. I mean, look, I've, I, I get good dreams. Like I was talking, I don't think I've told you this. I was going to tell you this earlier when we were talking about LeBron and Giannis, which we didn't even really talk too much about LeBron. My Uber driver, we were talking on Saturday and he played basketball at Cudahy and actually guarded Tyler Arrow, which was a cool little antidote. But he was saying how, uh, like, yeah, we were talking about the Giannis LeBron thing and like, you know, do you want LeBron to break the record? And I was always kind of against it. And then I kind of moved towards it because it'd be this just massive showcase game for Giannis. And if Giannis and I know Giannis will show up, would have showed out in that in that situation. Like, I think he would have just went nuts. And then all of a sudden this like Giannis MVP swell, like gets really loud. Well, and, and as it turned out, that was a that was a glorified scrimmage. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, OKC had like 115 points after three quarters. Dude, I fucking like that OKC team though. Like, I, I like, like, I like Isaiah Joe. Like, I was like, could we get Isaiah Joe on loan? Like, could we just do like EPL and just like, just have him for the end of the year? We'll give him back. He's like 45 percent shooter from three. Yeah, He's I only, he unfortunately, did. I only watched like basically. No, I, know. I know it was ten minutes. I know it was bedtime, but no, like I, I just got Joe, home from band practice and he was four points away and I'm like, all right, I'm going to definitely turn this on. So yeah, Jalen, our guy, Jalen Williams, remember how high we were on Jalen Williams in the draft? We're like, this guy's fucking good. Guess what? Yeah. That guy's good. good. You yeah. and I know, you and I know ball. That's just where it comes down to, you know? Yeah. We're, we're ball. Yeah, we're, uh-huh. we're, we're, we're WCC experts. But, but that, yeah, I, I man, don't sleep on the WCC. Um, I uh the la- well what I was gonna say was the the dream scenario would be not only would Giannis show up if like LeBron was 15 away from breaking the record, a part of me thinks Giannis would have guarded LeBron until he got the record. Like I think Giannis would have made it a point to, for LeBron not to break the record against him. That would have been incredible. Uh, I know. I mean, I, mean I, I I sat in my Uber and I was like, God damn it, that would be great. He gets. He gets to like four points away late in the third quarter, and Giannis yeah. just shuts him down. Yeah, 
and then does no, a big. But you know they would have called some bullshit oh, files. Yeah, and... yeah, he would have. He would have had to. He would have got it from. He would have got it from the uh, free throw line, and then fucking Giannis would uh, probably deliver a suck it sign to Kareem. I love also too how we were just starting to call Kareem captain after fucking winning time, like a, a thing they don't acknowledge where they're like, "Oh, it's not real. It's not real." All of a sudden, everybody's calling Kareem captain. Like, where the Cap. fuck did that come from, Cap? That was all from winning time. Like, yeah. I don't know if you watched that, but, like, that's I all did, from yeah. that show. All yeah, of it. That, you're right. Magic called him Cap all the time. Yeah. Um, it is it is a good thing that he broke. He actually, it's kind of cool that he broke the record on a on a shot and not, like, a free throw. Yeah, I no, mean, it was iconic. It was a great shot. I think the uh, Phil Knight was not even, like, didn't have his phone out. I think it was awesome. He was the only guy in the, in the picture. Right? Yeah. Phil Knight's, you know, he's seen everything, right? And still wants to like relish in the moment, which is great. And well, he's got yeah. enough money. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And yeah, and uh, what's his name? Uh, LeBron has made him a lot of money too. So obviously sure. wants to, uh, wants to make sure those investments keep growing. So yeah, no, but it, Bucks Lakers still will be fun uh, tonight. Bucks own one. Uh, hopefully they're able to deliver the hammer. Also be interesting. With them trading Westbrook, kind of what that team looks like. I don't know. Maybe real. Maybe it's a rest night for LeBron. I hope not. Um, but you you never know. Yeah, yeah, it I, might be. It probably will be. I also don't want uh, the Bucks to rest any guys for the Clippers game. Maybe Middleton would be the only one that I would I would entertain. But like they have three days off before the Celtics. Like there's no reason that anybody should be setting that that Clippers game. We have some a little bit of breaking news. Oh, uh, what do we got? Uh, we got an NBA trade for just Bucks. as we wrap up the pod here. Bucks trade? No, no. Uh, possibly related, but uh, Josh Hart going to the Knicks. Oh, okay. Okay. For Woj. So, not sure what the returns are. I'm guessing it might be some of those picks that the Knicks. Yep. Those like weirdly conditional picks or whatever they got. In that draft day trade, yeah, maybe, but yeah, um, probably fucking Cam Reddish. I mean, I, I, if Cam Reddish can go to any other team but the Bucks, I'd be happy. Like Cam Reddish and uh, what's his other name, uh, Derrick Rose. Like, I, if that either happened, I'm, I'm going to be upset. Well, Rose makes too much money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, so, but uh, there you have it. Yeah, so there you go. Josh Hart, Knicks, Knicks going for it. Knicks all in. Some are saying, I like Josh Hart. I like any guy that's under that played under Jay Wright, except for Dante DiVincenzo. Somehow the Bucks got the only guy under Jay Wright that has not been. Oh, well, Eric Pascal's also was also kind of not good. Uh, but yeah, so he was for a minute there on the Warriors. Yeah. Also, too, like really quick, totally on. Well, it's NBA related, but unrelated to this conversation. What's fucking Danilo Gallinari doing wearing a full suit? On the bench, uh, everybody should. Oh, boomer bitch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, hey. no, I. But you know what I mean. Like, God. fucking, cl- let's class it up a little bit more. I yeah, mean, I don't need. Yeah, Seth Curry was wearing a goddamn Cubs hat on the bench the other the other night. I saw. I was like, oh my god, like a like a like a dad hat Cubs like yeah. on the bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you have you have the guys in suits, then you have other guys pointing lasers. Katie wearing wearing a beanie every night on the bench. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, that's partly because Katie's hair is just a, just the train wreck. 
I mean, yeah. Chris Middleton got caught with it the other day. I, I, I saw that, that picture was that picture was altered. Yeah, I think that was bad. That was a bad angle. I agree. I look, it, the picture I saw was definitely like edited. As somebody, as somebody who can get bad angles because they might be a little bit overweight, like yeah, the one wrong angle makes you look like a fucking house. Like just sure as shit, cam reddish and a protected future first. I just called oh, it. So there you go. All right. No, again, we know ball. That's what you have to know about this podcast. So, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Let's uh, we could we could uh, wrap up. But no, oh, I, I didn't even get to pay off my joke. My last joke was yeah. Some guys, some guys are on the bench. Some guys are pointing lasers. So, um, <laughs> you know, John Morant. I mean, talk about an island that we were right on. Um, we we were early on John Morant. You know, might be a shithead. Turns out he was. Uh, I mean. I kind of have the the Chris Vernon stance a little bit that like I I don't I don't think that I like Chris, what was Chris I listened to his podcast with Kevin O'Connor the other day. Uh, and, well, Chris Vernon to, to just interrupt quickly. Chris Vernon is a worker for I, the 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 Grizzlies, so there's a little state media there. Right, he he works for Valley Sports, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's close to the team, if not a team employee. So I get it, but. He, he kind of poo-pooed the idea that it happened, but also admitted that at some point Jaws got to gotta kind of fucking lock it on a little bit. Yeah. So um, I don't care. I mean, he's not no, not, no. not one of my favorite players. It's not – but, um, yeah, not good. Did, did you see the uh, eight-mile edit that was done with John Morant? No. Oh, I'm sending you that after this. Podcast. Oh, I, I did. I did. I saw, I saw it from your buddy, Michael Rappaport. Oh yeah, God! Why I saw you call that guy. That's not. Don't. What are you doing with your life? That guy stinks. All right. Yeah, I honestly don't know why I do some of this shit. I know. Well, I laugh, mean, we could he's go kind of gone we, off the deep end lately. I mean, we could we could pick. Yeah, there are so many that their brains just shattered. Um, but again, another story for another time. Probably should leave till we get in trouble. All right, I will be back Friday morning to do a pod because there's no way I'm doing a pod set Friday night or Thursday night. Maybe who knows. If I get, if I feel really ambitious, but maybe, maybe invite Mitch in. We'll just dock it out downstairs. I'm sure my wife won't mind. Um. Anyways, we will. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow and uh, have a good day. And if you're uh, you're around the Milwaukee area, come say hi. Take care. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.